Rap. Response is Engine 5, Engine 3, Engine 1, Ladder 3, Ladder 2, Rescue 1. We've got smoke showing. Division 1, you're on location, Block 23, reporting smoke show on 727. Welcome to Job Talks Podcast. Our goal is to facilitate knowledge sharing. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests on the show belong solely to the people expressing them. We do not represent the departments, cities, or towns we work for. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Job Talks Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to talk about rapid intervention teams, sometimes called uh, FAST teams or RIC teams, rapid intervention crews. We'll get into all that in a minute. Before we do, just a reminder... In a couple weeks, we're having our New England Firefighters Lecture Series. Special guest, Captain Sean Donovan, uh, laddering with a purpose. Deputy Chief Fred Eichels on leadership. Chief Brian Nardelli on uh, taxpayer fires or firefighting concerns at taxpayers. Um, food is provided by us. It comes with the cost of the ticket. Also, two tickets for domestic beer come with your price of admission. Um, and then it's going to be a cash bar. So we're going to learn a little bit and then we're going to hang out and, uh, and enjoy the brother and sisterhood. We have since picked up some pretty cool sponsors of our event. Um, Metro ads. So this is the Metro ads firefighting tool. If you haven't seen, uh, this guy's stuff, his name is Mike. He builds these Metro ads and, uh, and he sells them and he is donating one of these to us, um, for the, um, for the event, it's going to have our logo engraved on it. Um, he will tape it up for you right there at the event. He's going to be at the event, um, demonstrating some of these. Um, and it's just a badass tool. Um, obviously yeah. you can see he took the, he took the idea of like, uh, a bigger ads and added like a, um, striking face to it. And, uh, these things are awesome and they're all over the place. He sells out every time he puts them up, he only does them in small batches. And, uh, so he's donating one of these. How do you get entered for one of these? You might ask yourself. Good and question. The answer is That's simple. A great question. The answer is simple. Buy a ticket to the event. <laughs> this is a door prize. You buy a ticket, you're entered to win one of these bad boys. Not only that, you're also entered to win a gift certificate for a custom leather helmet shield from Brotherhood Leatherworks. Are we entered? Unfortunately, I think this is one of those... One of those situations if where we, we want can't... It, uh, <laughs> if, we, if we want it, it would be rigged. That's yeah. why I'm yeah. actually just going to buy a shield from this guy. Yeah. And, I'm and gonna, an ad. And I'm just going to buy an ad from yeah. Mike. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually had the opportunity to visit Mike uh, at his um, at his department and station recently. And he let Go me back. Sp- Mike is uh, this guy. Yes. Uh, the owner of Metro Ads. Uh, and I had the opportunity to demo one of them uh, on a car. And it was actually really really nice super yeah. well balanced super well made i'm um, definitely gonna buy one myself yeah. so so the ones that we get in donation are slightly different from the ones he manufactures um not in their capabilities but he designs them just slightly different so he knows um if he sees ones out out, out and about that it was one that he donated versus one that he sold which i think is kind of a cool idea um so he does make them though right yeah he, yeah. Makes, yeah. Them. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. makes them yeah 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 yep wow he, yeah so um, completely custom that's cool man yeah, yeah. He's uh and he's dude he's such a solid guy like yes reached out to him right away he's like yeah I'm, I'm into it like yeah. we uh 
he happened to text me while we were doing a Zoom conference, and we was like, "Hey, man, do you, can you Zoom?" And he like got on and chatted with us, like just a super good dude. Yeah. Um. So, look at these shields. Yeah, leather really baby. Nice. Listen, this is beautiful stuff right here. So, um, the ads tool we likely will have at the event. Um, obviously, it depends on supply. Um, if we don't, you'll get it afterwards, but you're still going to get it for the, for the shield because it's custom to you, your department, how you style, whatever the case is. Um, this is going to be a gift certificate. Um, but, uh, this guy does just unbelievable work, work as, well, yeah. as well. So, and, uh, another local, local oh, guy who was, uh, on, on board, like pretty much immediately. And then finally, if you've ever heard of these guys, Northeast Rescue Systems, you probably have stuff on your truck that's made by these guys, I would imagine. John could speak a little bit more to them. Um, we don't know what they're giving us just yet, but we do know. They will be there. That they will be there, and all three of these items are door prizes, so don't have to buy any extra tickets. We're not raffling anything off. You get these, and uh, are we raffling this one off? We're doing door. Everything's door prize, know. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So all you got to do is buy the ticket and show up to the event. Yeah, we're we're here for you guys. We're trying to make this um, as awesome as it can be. So you can find all this information on our website, um, or you can uh, find it in our link that's on our Instagram bio or Facebook bio, any of that stuff. What, what, what's the website, Will? The website would be www.jobtalks. That's j o b t l k s dot com. Um, and then under there, there's a event section and you can find this. Um, like I said, also we put, uh, we developed like a little link tree thing. So that's in our Instagram bio, it's on our Facebook and, uh, there you can also find our merchandise and, uh, please be, um, generous and, uh, yeah. buy some, help fund yeah. this. Please, you know, come to the event guys. It's going to be a good time. Like I said, everything I'm we stoked. Yeah. No, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, everything we do, you know, we're, we're not in this to make the money any money profit that we get from this event goes straight back into the show, delivering a better product, uh, paying our awesome producer, uh, who donates a lot of his time and energy and making the show as good as it is. Um, never don't pay attention to our brand new vehicles. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. That's so we can get to our next event. Yeah. It's all <laughs> part of the show. Yeah. All part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we have Lamborghinis so we can yeah. get there fast. And our new our new houses <laughs> yeah. so that we can be well rested. Well rested for the yeah. show. No. Yeah. Um, seriously though, we've <laughs> sold exactly one piece of merchandise, and I would like to make that at least two at least pieces. Two. Um, yeah. We have a newish design a couple weeks ago. Culture over everything. It's what we're all about. Um, check them out again. If you uh, find the uh, link in our bio or on our website, you should be able to find that stuff. Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. So we're all in agreement. You should show up. Yes. Um, so today's episode is about RIT. And uh, <laughs> we may have had a disagreement about whether it's yeah. disagreement or disagreement right it's before this episode. Um, so today's episode is all about writ, and uh, we're going to get into some like functions of writ and some things like that. But before we do that, I'm going to play a quick. Oh, it's actually not a quick video. It's almost seven minutes. Generally, we don't play a video this long, but I think it's really important to hear this whole video. Uh, a warning before we start this video. Um, it is pretty heart pretty heart-wrenching, a little bit tough to listen to, um, but bear with us because it is 100% worth it. Ground command, we have a report of a female victim on the fifth floor on the telephone. She's stuck somewhere. 
So just <clears throat> just pause in briefly. So this is kind of like a a good example of how um, maydays sometimes can get lost in the fireground. Obviously, they know that something's going on, but um, they haven't kind of directly acknowledged or, or figured out yet. Like a hundred percent is a mayday. Um, the the person who is uh, is lost is also saying that they're looking for the victim, um, but it appears that they're by themselves. So this is Houston um, Houston Fire. Um, this was back in two thousand and seven. You can hear his vibe alert this whole yeah. time. Yeah. So what's really scary about this is his vibro alert is now no longer going no on. longer going off. And if you've ever like tested your pack to like how far you can go on <laughs> air, you know that you get your vibro alert, which lets you know that you have. Um, depends on I think it's it's thirty three percent now, right? It's a third. It goes yeah, off at and third, then, third and a third. Right? And then when you get to like the real end of your air, that vibro alert actually turns off because of the pressures yeah. and stuff, mm -hmm. which is you're in the outer limits. You're,
Extremely sobering. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. So, obviously, we wouldn't play a video um, listening to, uh, you know, someone, you know, pass away over the over the radio waves. Um, so, this did have um, an outcome where they were able to get him out. And I'm just in the nick of time. Um, he survived. Um, but um, just leads us into to this episode about, about RIT and RIT teams. Obviously, this is, uh, this is a guy that was saved by... Um, by somebody coming in over a ladder also kind of highlights the importance of some of the stuff we're going to talk about when it comes down to like um, what your activities are you know as a RIT team things you can do to to kind of help both yourself and uh, and the people trapped um, when it comes in so a couple of uh, sobering Mayday slash RIT statistics here so 11% of Maydays are rescued by the RIT team so that doesn't sound like a huge percent, but that's that's one in ten people that call a mayday. The RIT team is going to be the one to get them. That's uh, that's not a small task. So like a lot of people, you know, nobody likes being on RIT. Everybody talks about being on RIT because we, we all want to be inside the building doing things. But it's important because if that ten percent hits and it hits on you, you got to be 
you got to be ready and able to you do all what you of a sudden have the most important job in the firegram. Yeah. So literally somebody's survival is dependent upon you at that point. Um, 36% of maydays are missed on the initial call, which is not super surprising because there's a lot of stuff that happens on the radio when we are working a fire, every communication, um, you know, comes through the radio from the building outside, you know, a lot of, a lot of times like command will talk to people face to face outside, but there's still a lot of stuff that happens on the radio. Um, other people and dispatch and things like that tend to pick up some of those maydays. Um, one in five rescuers. So this is like a study that was done, um, where they, they, um, simulated mayday conditions. Uh, and to keep in mind, this is not in like high heat and stuff like that. So, one in five rescuers who went in to rescue the firefighter then had to transmit their own mayday. So um, people going in to make these rescues also end up become, becoming trapped. And if you think about the idea of a mayday, there are things that can happen like somebody could um, have a medical emergency or, you know, it could be something simple. But it could also be that you're going into the most unstable conditions that you're going to face on a fire ground. Um took an average of eight to nine minutes for a writ to reach a down firefighter and an average of 12 minutes to rescue one down firefighter. And I believe that's like from the time of reaching them, not in the total average of 12 firefighters to assist in the rescue or 12 minutes. Uh, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. The average of 12 firefighters to rescue one down firefighter. And, and it takes a uh, average of 19 minutes to actually remove a victim. Um, so that's why having, writ one and then the backup once they go in or having multiple writ teams if the size of the building or operations dictate um and then across the country 60 percent of writ teams consist of three or less members um so four members it would be like the gold standard um i think nfpa says it has to be a minimum of two members um but three just because of staffing issues and things like that on average 60 percent of writ teams consist of less less three or less members from 1977 to 2010, working fires uh, incidents in the U.S. decreased by 33%. However, line of duty death numbers per 100,000 remained relatively unchanged. So even as the number of fires decreased, the number of people that are dying in fire buildings are not decreasing. And listen, there are a plethora of reasons for that. There's a lot of people that die before they ever make it to the fire scene, mm -hmm. uh, accidents, you know, cardiac events are a big one. But the fact is that we're still dying at about the same rate we were when fires were up and, a lot more. And our fire environment is significantly changing. It's right. much That's more volatile now. So yeah, it it it, uh, it grows much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, much more quickly. And um, so what is a... Uh, Rit Rick Fast Team. So there's kind of the OSHA definition and a PA definition. Um, both of them are for rescue of firefighters. So we send people to do searches to find victims. The RIT team is specifically to rescue ourselves. So these are these are teams that are ready to rescue ourselves. Um, rapid intervention crew or company shall consist of at least two members shall be available for rescue of a member or a crew. Composition and structure of a RIT company shall be permitted to be flexible based on the type of incident and the size and complexity of operations for osha same thing a minimum of two firefighters fully equipped and trained shall be on standby outside of the structure to provide assistance or perform rapid rescue if needed voice visual or radio contact is required between the interior and exterior teams at all times um one of the exterior members must be free of all other tasks in order to be, account for and if necessary initiate a rescue 
of those firefighters inside, while the second exterior team member may perform some other tasks. This individual must be able to abandon them without jeopardizing the safety and health of others on the scene. So that's important when it comes to like a working writ, like what you can and yeah. can't do. Yeah. Um, and I and I think that like that makes sense too. Like a, a working, if you have a four person working writ team, like maybe one person should just be standing there with command or at the door listening, like ready so that they can initiate that and be like, hey, like, right. so yeah. that it's not missed by the writ team because you're doing doing yeah, something. Else, they got to you know? be over at the accountability board. Yeah, or accountability that, yeah. board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, kind of the minimum equipment required, um, for a RIT team. Um, obviously you're wearing your PPE, you need a radio, uh, rope bag, 150 feet of rope at a minimum. A lot of places use larger bags, like 200 feet. Um, you need a RIT pack that has one of your department's air bottles and your department's face piece in it. So it doesn't do a lot of good to bring in something that's not compatible with, what people are wearing so if you're you know and that's why a lot of like mutual aid companies and towns and cities like have similar equipment or at least they know you know like hey our guys wear this your guys wear this and then yeah. you might have yeah because you know my company specifically does on the working fire does writ for mutual aid community right and yeah. care and you wear the same yeah same stuff um thermal imaging camera and then a prying and a smashing tool and uh a saw obviously you're probably not gonna bring the saw in but you know it's nice to have it on standby and and you can kind of add anything you want to this so you don't want to bog yourself down going inside but if you bring over a saw like i know um our friend glue will bring over like a, a um sanico balming kit for for cyanide poisoning or hydroxy hydroxycobalamin yeah. kit for cyanide poisoning, something you can get in quickly. We'll vitamin bring in B12, I think, right? Yeah, vitamin yeah. B12. We'll bring in, like, a bu we'll bring over a bunch of these other things, and then they're not going to go in, so they're not burning him, you know, if he has to make a rescue. But, like, once you pull somebody out or, like, you know, they're at a window and you got to cut down the window frame or something to pull sure. somebody out or whatever yeah. the case is. So there's just a lot of, lot of uh, multifaceted things. Yeah. Um, so some writ, writ positions, right? So the officer, which is, uh, should carry a, a thermal imager and rope bag at a minimum mm -hmm. search firefighter or firefighters need to carry tools. And then there's like an air supply, um, person that brings like the tank, the regular, the face piece. I, I think like if you read a lot of like, like writ incidents, um, where people like get actually trapped and takes a while to get them out and stuff, it's the air, like having breathable air is, is like the big thing. So like you could get trapped under rubble and be, alive like maybe yeah, your legs broke or you're getting sure. burned up you get burned up but like yeah. as long as you can get air down to that person you yeah. buy yourself time to like right. make that yeah. rescue um just real quick moving backwards for a second you said glue likes to bring down the hydroxycobalamin yeah now is it because when you get the person out he's gonna start an iv and and put it in and start flowing it right then and there or i think he i think for him he he brings it like if <clears throat> I don't know if he would do it, but like, mm. hopefully you have an ALS crew that's going to like, yeah. yeah, like have it or, you know, I don't know that all like private ambulances services carry that. Okay. Yeah. So, so I it, think, yeah, I think like Brewster stopped for instance, I think, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause it was like, yeah. it's such an expensive drug and exactly. they'd never use it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's really like the, the, yeah. the place that you're going to use it. Right. So I think that's why, because a lot of the privates don't have it. So it's yeah. like there, they bring a guy out, they could put it with them. They could start it because yeah, I want to say, I don't want to like misquote anything here, but, um, I did a class on writ and they were talking about, um, 
or, or a class in like firefighter fatalities and they were talking about people that drop from like cardiac mm-hmm. events yeah and a lot of like a lot of them they found is cyanide is poisoning cyanide. yeah and they like places don't test for it so right. it wasn't like a well-known thing yeah. so it's like becoming kind of a standard you actually had to you actually gave um, yeah hydroxycobalamin after a fire yeah so uh one of the guys in my crew at the time uh we did a bunch of overhaul afterwards and had Matt, you know, I try to be good about being progressive, wearing a mask. Um, I don't think he, I can't remember fully, but I think there was a period where I wasn't wearing a mask. There's a lot of smoke um, in general. Uh, and he came back and he just, on the way back, and we did a lot, a lot of overhaul. Um, he came back and on the way back, he's like, oh, like, I really don't feel that good. Uh, I just feel like really off. Um, and he looked like shit. Mm. Um then I went to like go change out my gear or whatever. And I came back to the watch room. He was literally like lying down, like fully prone in the watch room and looked like a, looked like a fucking ghost. Yeah. Right. Um, so I put him on the monitor. He had some like transient EKG changes and was like hitting the parameters for like someone his age group that had done a lot of overhaul, like maybe potentially taking some CO. Yeah. Um, so I was like on the fence about it. <clears throat> I called for obviously we're an ALS unit, but I called for a tra- you know, transporting ALS unit. Um, and uh, I was like, well, I was like, you know, he kind of checks the boxes. I was like, you know, of the times to use it, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'd rather use it and have it, you know, mm-hmm. not be the thing that was needed than mm-hmm. withhold it. And it turns out. Um, per so the medical directors and stuff like that people have talked yeah. to, they're just like, if you have a firefighter that doesn't feel good after yeah. a fire, yeah. just give it to him. Yeah. So I yeah, gave it to him. Side effects other than yeah. turning funny colors aren't super. Yeah. No. So I gave it to him and wrote, wrote it in with him. Um he ended up fortunately having a good outcome, but yeah, yeah. no, it was one of those unique yeah. things, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, so. the reason why I ask is because I, um, we, we pulled a victim out and here's where I'm just going to completely out myself. Right. But yeah. we pulled a victim out. Um, unfortunately it was like a Christmas day fire. It was a terrible fire. Uh, and when I say we pulled a victim out, I mean the fire department yeah. and you know, I, I was actually, um, it was mutual aid and I was called for the, to be the transporting ambulance. And so, um, you know, they we got the guy out we were working him on the lawn um you know until we could get the auto pulse on him and do everything um and then we got in the truck and we were just like you know kind of just like rechecking some interventions making sure like and i just this first that was the first time the first call i ever did like that never even crossed my mind yeah. to give him hydroxycobalamin yeah so when i got into the hospital the doctor was like hey um is there any reason why you withheld uh, hydroxycobalamin i'm like yeah, because I just, uh, it never even occurred to me. Because it sits in the truck and, and, and you never yeah. pull it and out. You never pull it out. And it's one of those things. And um, and, and it just, uh, like, completely escaped me. Uh, the guy I was working with, he's a, he's one of, you know, he's like basically a senior guy, a senior medic. Never yeah. even crossed his mind either because he had never used it himself. Uh, we both just came to the conclusion that it was just a mistake. So on the next fire that we had a victim, um, I pulled it out as soon as I heard there was a victim. And I was operating pump, I think maybe, I don't know. And I just had time. So I was just like, let me just go grab this because whoever's transporting, transporting this patient, yeah, I don't want them to make the same mistake I did. Right. And so I put it right on top of the victim, uh, as we loaded her on the, exactly. Yeah. And so it was like in their face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you're going through like when you're doing, especially if you bring out a victim, like cardiac arrest, everybody's mm-hmm. like, you're doing your H's and T's, but like cyanide's not one of those. Yeah. You just, you know, you pretty much. You know, you're just, uh, you go down the cardiac arrest, you hardly, you right. know what I mean? It just, it just, 
Right. It's just a heads up thing to to you know. It's you just right. don't do these calls every day. So no, it's, you don't. You know, it's just a heads up thing. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's we've talked about glue a million times on the show. Mm-hmm. That's like he's just super smart. Like yeah, yeah, good. It's just good a good heads up move. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, As so. a friend, he's a good man. Yeah, we've been trying. We keep trying to get him on the show. He keeps telling us he'll come, and then that's it. That's all we get from him. <laughs> So glue, glue Evelyn. He's waiting, guys. He's waiting until we get to a thousand followers and yeah, subscribers. No, so he's a big right. fish. So if you not, want glue Evelyn on this yeah. show, subscribe like right now and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big fish. Doesn't have time for the little guys. I get it. As um, a friend, John. What do you guys do for for your? Writ? Are you guys running four man? No, no. So we don't have writ. So the way it works for us is when we strike a working fire. All our resources right away are to the fire. To the fire because we have, if we're lucky, 11. If it's during the day, we're even luckier because we get um, day staff and we have, you know, like good day staff. So, but 11 is the, is the name of the game. And so right away we have C5. He's taking command of the fire. So we have 10 working members, right? And now you have two pump operators and now we're at eight people, like, doing other tasks on right. the, and so it gets small really quickly so yeah. the only the only writ um that we do is when we go mutual aid out of town now yes we do get called mutual aid out of town for our ladder um but most of the time where we're going to work uh, but that's where our writ stuff so is, do you is guys on the ladder. you guys do have like a writ set up and all that stuff and so if we but we do just on the ladder so if we go to out like that is like literally probably the one thing we don't have on our engine but if we go out of town and they're like hey you're writ it's like okay where's your equipment right so we have to get their equipment um right. to to do writ which actually honestly works out in some of the communities we have because i know at least one of our surrounding communities has um has MSA. So oh, okay. let me ask you a question. So conversely, you guys are providing mutual aid, right? Do you guys on a working fire, do you guys get automatic mutual aid for writ for you guys? Uh, yeah. So like, well, you ha- it, it's what's, what's crazy. It's not crazy. It's just because of obviously it's, um, you know, it's a smaller town in a sense and there's not, I don't know when the writ assignment comes into play because obviously I'm not command staff and that is not even in my right, mind. The tactical but um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I guess it all just depends. But I would assume that um, maybe it's like the maybe on the second alarm when we get a couple more engines, maybe like the second engine ends up turning into a writ crew because usually. Like the first engine on scene at at least the fires I've been to have been going to work right and or relieving crews so there's no there's no like gap right. I know on the last fire uh, we had a writ crew assigned almost right away um, from an outside community. yeah 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 I think the guys I don't know if it was Holbrook the guys that came over I can't remember but they they were um they were assigned a writ crew right away but you know that house was like fully involved there was like it it was kind of like started it, it just it, there wasn't uh after like the potential rescue had been like in full effect and it was we deemed there was no one in the house uh it was you know it was like a defensive turned yeah. into a, an offensive operation afterwards but it it was like kind of 
we didn't need as many hands on the fire ground for that fire because it just it just basically burnt, right. burnt the house down. Yeah. It was like Exterior it was just crazy. Ops, defensive off. Yeah, when we got there, the fire like I wasn't there, but when when they got there, the the fire like the whole porch had burned off. The whole back, the whole back, like the I would say, I guess it's like the CD corner, and um, it was just completely everything was burned away. It was crazy. Right. Like in the basement, you could see clear across, I guess, and you could see daylight. Wow. <laughs> it was yeah. Nice. It, was, it was it was like it, Gonzo. it, it, it was Gonzo. Yeah. So, but there was a there was a written crew assigned like pretty pretty quickly. Right. You guys get automatic like ambulance. So like yeah. So I was one, say, so what the, if you have a firefighter down? Like so obviously you guys have transporting, but you're you're also you're working in a firefighting capacity in that role. So that w- we've always said like okay, so we if if everything happens perfectly, a, la- a we cross man the ladder. Someone takes the ladder, and then we have the ambulance crew. And we always say that that ambulance crew like that ambulance is there potentially for us but we also beach that somewhere so right. when it's all said and done realistically we have everything we need on scene to treat someone uh down firefighter and and basically it's it's like a it's like working a cardiac in my opinion it's like working a cardiac arrest anywhere it's not a it's not a scoop and screw operation it's every intervention that needs to be done and can be done has to be done right there Right, and so even if you don't transport for twenty minutes, there's there's really nothing in the hospital that they're gonna do that we're not capable of. So we have everything in our engines. So we've all been kind of talking about whether or not we really should even be taking an ambulance to the scene if we're all in quarters. Maybe we should all just be jumping in the ladder. Right, but so you guys don't dispatch like a secondary ambulance on a on a when we so on a working fire. No, as soon as I think it's uh, the second alarm is when we get um, an ambulance from out of town. And if we show up and there's fire showing or there's smoke showing, the second alarm gets banged. So it's it's always on the way. That's and that's typical for a lot of smaller communities is like there's not really a working fire assignment. No. No. Our working fire assignment is get there, see if there's smoke and fire. If there is, ring the next bell. Right. That's it. It's almost I mean it's kind of a catch twenty two. Um because if I ever went down, I'd want like the best people I know, obviously working me, which is probably some, a lot of those people are my friends, but I feel like it's almost better to have like a disinterested party, like someone from an adjacent community. Like it's tough. Cause like, you don't know like the caliber of paramedic, but like that they're not, it's such like a heightened emotion situation yeah. that they're not going to be making emotional decisions. They're going to be making like clinically appropriate decisions. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. That's kind the, of the thing is, though, like that's why we train, though. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, uh, like the medic outside, cool, but I would, I don't want that person. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah, d- no, Don't get me wrong. Anybody from our surrounding community, yeah. like, like, I'm all about it. But it's not about. It doesn't matter what happens outside <laughs> if they can't get you out of the building. So, yeah. I will tell you. Um, and I, I, I did. I learned this lesson pretty quickly. I, I remember. So before he was our chief. Uh, he. Mike Carroll is a lieutenant. He um, was telling me one of one of his guys, and this guy was one of the like best senior guys Stoughton had. Um, he retired uh, a few years ago. Just a real great guy, and you know he was a construction guy. He was like you know he's like your your typical like fire. If you saw the guy, you just you just know he's a firefighter. But uh, he he fell off a ladder, and he um, he like broke his neck and went out, and it was like a crazy thing, and it was like. And I, and I was like, yeah, but, you know, we, we can handle that stuff. And he goes, wait until you're on scene and something happens to one of your guys. And then 
and then and you're and you're treating them and you know whatever he's like it is good to have an outside you know what i mean it's like when that happens it's a different um, ball game it is at all it's crazy because it, it shouldn't happen but it was like he said it was like all the training went out the window and i'm kind of sitting there and here i am like you know kind of like younger and just speaking out of turn in a sense i i didn't i didn't argue with him about it but i was just like that just doesn't make any sense to me it's right? kind of like yeah. it's kind of like physicians not operating on their own family member or right things yeah. like that. but like, what but but then um you know uh, we had the line of duty death um uh, you know freddie little um and and when and he lives in Stoughton, he, he lived in stoughton and we got a call for from him and we went over there and he was having a gi bleed and it was bad but when we tried to, he's, he's massive guy, massive guy, brick yeah. shit house, right? Yeah. So like, we're trying to move him, and uh, we just sat him up to try to get him over to um, our Reeves. And when we sat him up, I mean, he had no blood in his body; he just passed right out. And we thought we we thought we coded him. And at that moment, it was like I realized why the chief was right yeah. about when it's your own. It, like, dude, when that happens to like somebody you don't know, you remove from it. You don't get ner- as like nervous. Yeah. You just go to work. You know, yeah, you get yeah. like a little bit of like puckering factor, right? Yeah. But not like when it's like one of your own guys. And That's it, what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. we won't do our jobs, but I'd hate to miss a step out of um, yeah emotionally. emotionally. So yeah. it's a definitely yeah. you bring up a good point. There's like a there's like a pr- appropriate emotionally heightened state. Um, and, and actually, I think uh, like Eichels came and did an after action review, and he was talking about it. Like when you're adrenaline, he's like compared, like comparable to like a, a professional athlete. There's a right level of adrenaline where you just like function, mm. and you're like apex of your game. Mm-hmm. And then there's like too much where you aren't thinking clearly yeah. and appropriately. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, for for coming back to the like the writ aspect of it, like what do you do? You, do you guys do training and like what is your like, what's your idea of a RIT team outside of the building? Yeah, so what we talk about um, is is definitely softening up the building. Yeah. But there is there is only two of us. So you really do have to... If we go, if it's... Well, no, there, there'll be three of us. Um, there'll be three of us if, it, yeah. if, if, if it's a, a, um, a mutual aid call. So you can definitely soften up the building, right? And then like throw ladders and, and, um, you know, do your 360 and, you know, but then like you really do need somebody to anchor and be ready to, um, like, Hey, let's go, let's go. This is what we got going and and start to, you know, get everything together. But, um, yeah, that's really as far as like, as far as we talk about it, the do what you can soften up the building, you know, do your 360, get a good look at everything, see what the potential hazards are. And then the only the only thing that we really train, because it's really easy to do so, and um, and I know we've talked about this before, but down firefighter CPR. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to do a, like an actual like video on that. Yeah. I think put it up and it'll be good. Every once in a while, someone will go and they'll do it and they'll get refreshed on everything and they'll come back and we'll, yeah. you know, be like, screw it, let's do it. You know, we've had a lot of new guys lately who have done it. So um, we've we've trained it a lot over the last like like i would say two years so we, we do it i mean we've been doing it since i got on once a year anyways but i like to see yeah I like to see it more so I, one of the things that you say that i like and and it comes up so i'll read some responses in a few minutes of like this is another topic that like 
reached out to our, our, our Facebook group and got some decent feedback on. Um, but almost everyone says perform a 360. And I think that's a huge important thing for a RIT team is you should be performing your own 360 oh, yeah. outside of what command does or anyone mm-hmm. else because you need to see not only like hazards but like also like different points of ingress and egress. 100%. Like it might be, especially if you get into like working like um, like if you're talking like a taxpayer or something mm-hmm. like that, like your best route for somebody that goes in that front door but is operating on the Charlie side of the building might be like a loading dock door. You might or, not yeah. be able to get a 360 on a taxpayer. Well, yeah, you might not yeah. be able to, but like but if, if you can, can but yeah. like having that idea or if you're a command assigning a second writ company that goes to the backside of the building. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. If you got the resources yeah. to do so. What, yeah. what do you, so when you talk about softening up the building, I guess I'll throw this one to you, Barry. Like what, what are tasks that you think are appropriate for softening up a building like making a building um soft while you're on a writ yeah. while you're on a writ oh. team um <laughs> throwing wrenches through windows yeah yeah <laughs> i like to just get as much <laughs> air in there <laughs> as we had a we had a fire um last year and it was in like a project building and one of the maintenance people seeing the fire and smoke like hucked a bottle through a window to try and like yeah I don't know. Great. Let to it out. He, he was, try- <laughs> he was <laughs> trying to try. Yeah, he, he didn't know. trying to try. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, you know, you hear people like, oh, like, you know, what is the softening of the building to you? So I had my, my previous captain was pretty big on this, and I, I really prescribed his theory of writ is a working assignment. Um, so I, I think of softening the building, you're maximizing the potential of either you being able to affect the rescue or the individual who called the mayday being able to affect their own rescue. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have a pretty good ladder culture, right? So, but I, I definitely agree. Like, again, it's manpower dependent, right? But doing a 360, uh, not only to see like potential areas of vulnerability, but ensuring like you have an expedient way to get them out of like the danger area and to like away from the scene and to hopefully to the hospital. So like throwing ladders, um, removing obstacles. So like the, the last, uh, working, uh, the last fire that I had rid on was with that captain. Uh, we went around through a couple ladders, make sure that, you know, they could either, you know, we can either affect the rescue or they can affect the rescue themselves. Um, but also like the way things were staged is like you had companies, uh, with hose lines from the rear of the building, uh, from the Charlie side as well as the Alpha side, and then you had like tight operating spaces on the Bravo and uh, Delta side. But like the way that you know we have a private ambulance company that comes in on our, um, they come in on working fire. I think they're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a, a fence <laughs> that if we were to pull someone out on the rear of the building, you could get them. Uh, from the Charlie side to like the companies operating on the Charlie side, mm-hmm. but the ambulance is all the way over here and it's blocked on the um, Bravo side by a fence. So just taking out a portion of that fence that like if you needed to get that person to the front of the building quickly, mm-hmm. you have a way to do that. And now you're not all of a sudden, you know, you have your Stokes and you're encountering an obstacle trying right. to remove the fence. So, you know, whether that's chain link fences, whether that's doors, whether that's debris, whether that's throwing ladders, um, or just coming up with kind of a a quick hip pocket plan of how you would affect a rescue given the situation that's in front of you. I think it's important important to do so. I think RIT's a working assignment. I, I definitely think it's a good idea to have someone at the command post because that's it can immediately yeah. you're not gonna be tied up and like, hey, you have a couple guys hacking away at like or you know, running a saw to try and like clear a pathway through a chain link fence right. and you don't hear Or even like, just communicating with each yeah, other, like throwing yeah. a ladder. And, um but I just think like 
for me, like trying to streamline uh, the efficiency yeah. of like a writ company to, like you said, the vast majority of these people, if they call Mayday, it's either resolved by the guys that are yeah. inside or by themselves. So like making sure those ladders are in place, right. making sure, you know, something like if there's a bunch of debris, like on a fire escape, like air conditioner or something like that, like right. as long as it's not going to change fire dynamics. Right. You know what really could help? <laughs> the Rick crews, if they wore those Euro helmets, because it has built in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Well. Um, <laughs> just kidding. John yeah. John has just been kicked. Actually, John just got a leather helmet. Yeah, just got so. a leather. Hell yeah. yeah. He sure did. Um, yeah, I think like, like. Obviously, um, forcing entry, but controlling flow path, but forcing entry for like rear doors or side yeah. doors or different doors, yeah. um, or even like uh, like burglar bars and windows yeah. or like any of the stuff like you said that can impede ingress and egress. And and uh, the latter thing is hugely important. So so going back to the Houston video is they got him over a ladder. Now that was a different building. He was on a fifth floor. You know yeah. that's not really you're not really throwing. Yeah ground ladders unless you got the thing out like the tormentor poles and stuff which you just really don't see um often anymore but you know the the point is that it was important that there were ladders and and ladder trucks available that had access to the both sides of the building and and different things like that so so all that stuff is huge also things like uh we recently got the high point anchor system yeah yeah i put some photos in here to show so yeah i mean uh, maybe i'll divulge that but like you might have the ladders thrown or even if you don't have the ladder stone, you might not be able to get that guy out the window. Yeah. Right? So just, like, making sure that those processes are in place, whether that's removing debris, bars, right? You can't, like, say, like, how fucked up of a scenario would it be? Like, either the RIT team, RIT team gets in there or, you know, guys on a guys on a line or a ladder company finds that guy and brings him to the window and there's fucking bars on the window. Yeah, right. right. And, and that's where, like, going back to, like, what equipment you bring, like, a high point system and stuff like that yeah. and, and preparing for that. And, and also going back to, like, air management because okay so this guy's hurt he can't get himself out yeah. we're on a fifth floor or whatever we're on and right. like we can't carry this guy down because what is maybe there's a partial collapse like who yeah. knows what the, what the scenario is yeah. um so this is how we have to do it well now we have time this guy's alive yeah. he's in a safe place we yeah. called the hose line to protect us or whatever the case is so now we have time to like cut down that window yeah. or put a high point anchor system in or yeah. or um uh, you know whatever the case is um so so what about inside the building so like so for us we do, we do assign four four person writ um companies and generally the assignments i think like if you take classes anywhere now like the assignments are you have the writ officer you have two search firefighters and then you have an air supply firefighter so like my idea and i think like this is generally how it's taught now is like and it, it varies if you have three you have one search firefighter if you have two you're both search and air supply or maybe right. the officer does whatever but so for me like going into a building like the officer is gonna tie the rope bag off to you know some an immovable object they're gonna search with a camera so in theory you should be going in with some general idea of where you're going versus like totally like doing a primary search so like yeah. we know this person's operating on the second floor we don't have to worry about the first floor going straight up so has the rope has the thermal imager and i think like at the, the the guide of the officer he takes a scan and says like i can see this whole area this is clear um i can't see behind that couch and like yeah. the past device is sounding in here somewhere like hey barry yeah. look look here i need you to go look behind this couch 
and then you go and then you you know report back and like while he's doing that you could say like okay i need you to check this like i can't see all of this bedroom like you go in this bedroom and you're kind of it's not like the old school days of just doing like a a, a certain like a hand search on the wall looking for somebody or like you saw i don't know if you guys remember when you went through academy but it was like you're on the wall and then or your tools on the wall and then you're on your tool and then you're a tool and then somebody's atta- yeah. like trying to like spread out yeah the the advent of, the of thermal boots, images yeah. and just being so readily available yeah, now change that yeah. um and then we, we train both right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you have to kind of train both um because you know fundamentals before you know what i mean mm. um and then so like if you find the guy like like as a search guy like my you know face to face like for us we have name tapes right on our mask or like look at the code like this is who we're looking for we don't have a second firefighter down that nobody knew about um convert the harness if you can and call that air guy over and kind of just put his hand on the face piece and be like hey this is this is what you need to do and then the air supply guy that's kind of their job yeah and now this is kind of a i guess like we're talking talking like tools and equipment um i don't want to say it's like a shameless plug but when i mess around with um Mike's Metro ads, um, just how well balanced that was and how much more reach. Like, so traditionally, like I think of like, you can reach, you know, either with like, with an ax or a Halligan and Halligan's obviously kind of like heavy to be doing like those broad sweeps, but just how like balanced that was. And I guess you can do the same thing with an ax, but I just thought that was like, I kind of demonstrated that for like the reach you get and how easily balanced and how much like turf you can cover by doing a good sweep. And you can pop doors. Yeah. It is a shameless plug, but. It's not shameless. I mean, he's, he's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's sponsoring us. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be at least a couple of those things leaving the tables at the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any other like ideas? Like, uh, so you mentioned like bringing a person out in the Stokes. Like, I've never. We always bring it, but I I almost feel like a Stokes is more for like an extended operation and yeah. not so like a quick. I've only months. used it. Yeah, I don't. Especially like in the city, on like a triple decker, I don't really see the utility of dragging that thing around, especially in like really tight quarters. And some of these houses are like borderline hoarder houses. You're not going to get anywhere with that. Right. But it, it's good that like, especially cause like if you're a second alarm or, you know, depending like what your assignment is, like you could be kind of far away. So we pretty much use it, just carry all our yeah. stuff I and think leave it staged at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's, building. that's like the general rule. Right? Yeah. People like, you know what I mean? I yeah. think it would be an exception if someone carried that in the building. No. We never trained like that. There's no, no. way, there's no way you yeah. can do it. You can't the, get uh, around corners and do the, that. The only thing I've no. heard of is like people getting hurt on the roof and like they can't get off, like they broke their leg or something. And like yeah, the safest you way, call, you can call for that. Yeah. Safest you know? way is to like load them in and bring yeah. them down a ladder yeah. or something um, like that. I think that like the best stuff for inside of a house is probably like a rescue strap system, whatever you have, or like, you know, some manufacturers, depending on what gear they have, the drag strap. Yeah. The drag strap. But I know there's like custom, whether you have your own webbing staged or, um, whether you, you know, converting the harness, uh, or like, you know, like Anderson has that like rescue strap. That's like really has essentially like webbing with carabiners. Mm. Um, Cause it's like versatile and you can maneuver them like with a Stokes, like the Stokes is not a pliable object no. if you're trying to get around right. to bring in obstacles and zero visibility. Yeah. I think like I'm a big fan of just girth hitching a piece of webbing or yeah. even like if you can, if you get that, <laughs> I did say girth, Nick, I see Nick's model. If, if you get that harness conversion, which you should be going for a harness conversion. And if you're calling a mayday, you should be converting your own harness yeah. uh, ahead of time. And then if you, if you can get that harness conversion conversion, you can girth strap the handle of the scba yeah and like 
throw a webbing literally over your shoulder and just like lean into it and go. Yeah. And like in some guys like have the carabiner, they'll really just like, yeah. Or tie it and like go yeah. backwards or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. So then like, so you find the guy and then the kind of the officer leads you back out the door and you know, you tie the rope off somewhere near the person, not on yeah. the person. And the thing is like, I think like one of the big things with the show is like, like, I don't think you're outing yourself like by, you know, saying like, Hey, like, Oh yeah. I think it's about being like honest on the show and like giving people a platform to like better the fire service. Yeah. Every time I see like a writ, like anything, I'm always like, you know what? Like I should train that more than I do. Yeah. I think that's probably that's one of the things for everybody, that, you know? Yeah. That's kind of one of the things that came from like just reading in some of the studies was like, it takes a long time to get in and get firefighters and get them out. Yeah. And the only way that you can be any better at it is to, is to, to train practice on it. it and, yeah. and, and it's, and it's hard because like, so that's like one of the things I think, I think is really good about the show is like, we're not just talking about like us where we have the ability to put a four man writ team available but there are towns like Stoughton or much smaller or volunteer departments or like we bring up uh brian's department a lot because their next piece is coming 15 minutes after and and going back to like so different people activate writ teams at different points in the event so like i know our sogs it says like we'll have writ anytime a fire's past the incipient stage. Okay. Um, and like our writ is actually huge. Like we're supposed to assign our working, our working fire truck pump and squad are supposed to be writ and like form, you can form two writ teams out of that. Um, but like going back to when uh, chief Nardelli was here, he said that they've changed up and they actually send the extra engine now on just striking the box Yeah. and they get assigned writ because yeah, they went to the a first, four and two response. Yeah, the first five yeah. minutes is when you're when you're getting these people in yeah. in Mayday. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not when you've been in the building and know what's happened. It's and, and this is one of the things I was reading. It's when you get to the building and you haven't been able to do that full three sixty size up yet. You don't know exactly everything that's going on. People are getting in the building trying to be aggressive, and and that's when like these things. I I want I. I don't want to quote it, but I think it said like in the first seven to nine, seven to nine minutes is when most yeah. maydays occur. Yeah, I recently uh, it, or sorry, it was yeah, like it's within the first five. Yeah, five it was it was like seven to nine yeah. minutes of an incident, and it was yeah. like a different of like being on scene. Right. Yeah. You okay. Know? Got so, it. Got it. Yeah. And it's incredible. Like I give these smaller departments a lot of credit because like I recently visited a department that just has two firefighters Monday through Friday. Yeah. There's no. That's it. Like there's no chief. No, right. Nothing. Yeah. So it's like. You have to make like so many hard choices. Like if you show up on scene with literally two guys, reports of occupants trapped. Yeah. Like are you trying to affect a rescue? Like you have your next people yeah. is mutual aid. Like yeah. do you try and like get a line? Like yeah. no, that's I, th- I tough think, calls, man. Yeah, I think I think it all it all depends, right? Like if it's if you show up and there's fire blowing out the windows and there's like report of victims trapped, it's like, well, that's number one is that's not guys it's not yeah we know it's not tenable right but yeah. or yeah if it's not tenable it's not tenable, i mean but, but maybe they're somewhere else in the bill i don't know i yeah, mean yeah. it's like all these things like okay what do you do i think a lot of times we hear put the fire out and everything gets better so it's kind of like yeah you know what i mean so that's a tough yeah. that's is a that tough, how that's you affect the rescue by putting, yeah. putting yeah. I'd, l- I'd like to it's a tough i'd like to make. hear from like a department so i worked you work on a, a mid-sized apartment i worked on a smaller mm-hmm. you worked on a call but like i'd like to hear from if there's anybody out there like a legitimate like two-person or call department like what like what are your sogs like what do they guide you because i feel like you have to make a lot of really decisions yeah. showing up on scene and like again going back to like that first five minutes is when these things happen because maybe there is fire blowing out but you don't know like if this half of the the top floor is tenable so you still got to try and make that push and see and then you know something happens or whatever right 
or or do you just wet it down and then you know you know i don't know that's a, a those are all tough calls and i think like and dude could, like even if you like make the decision to get water you have one guy in the pump yeah. and then one guy what what are and that's like you, and I, some people set the pump yeah dead man go back the lineup yeah. yeah that's it and and i think like yeah. you could ask us to sit here and make a decision for a plan and that's pretty easy to do but when you yeah. show up and it's yeah, you're only two guys and then the decision really is dynamic because it's yeah. three in the morning with a right. car in the driveway and a bunch of baby toys yeah. in the yard and you're like yeah. you know like all right yeah. i'm like that's what they that's what yeah. they always say about a fight right like everybody's got a plan until they get punched, <coughs> punched in the face exactly right? and, then, uh, yeah. and then it all goes out the window exactly. so yeah it's, it's crazy the base the ambiance is all off without that light on it's empty it's empty um, so, uh, again, this is one that we got a decent amount of feedback. So I was just kind of, kind of read off some of the different scenarios. So we got a couple different size departments in here. Um, this first one is a, uh, large, uh, Metro department. Um, and they say they assigned the third due company to writ for structure fire or a potential structure fire. If the IC deems it necessary, um, they include acquiring the writ bag, um, conducting a separate 360, securing utilities, removing ha- hazards to egress, i.e. burglar bars, um, laddering the second or third divisions for hazy egress, and then standing by to enter is RIT. Um, one thing to just to quickly mention is RIT is not strictly for fires. Like, if you have to, like, confine space or hazmat or anything, That's like, point. one of the things that, that to think point. about is, like, dive operations, you always have your backup diver. That is your RIT team, right? Mm-hmm. Like it might not be called that, but RIT is not always just for fires. For any incident where you're putting people into IDLH environments, you should have a plan to get those people yeah. out if something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, Pat said, uh, smaller department, um, almost exclusively rely on mutual aid to serve as their RIT. Um, initially, uh, running cards provide guidance on which companies should be assigned to RIT based on district. Conversely, many of their mutual aid partners are of similar size and staffing required. So when they go mutual aid, they end up being writ. Um, they sometimes have four, but generally they'll run three man teams. Um, strong proponent of working writ. There's always something that needs to be done. Uh, a client aside from the, aside from the clear defined threshold of not entering a structure. Um, it's easy for members to get tunnel vision at times when task seeking. Um, at the most I would consider throwing ground ladders, swapping bottles, um, once they've checked in with command, companies should be conducting their own 360, clearing potential ingress egress points without affecting flow path, um, handheld tick, and uh, at a bare minimum, uh, fan of loading any equipment that should be included based on the incident sledge, pencil ladder, pike pole, saws, all chainsaw, all the different stuff, and then staging it in the vicinity of the main ingress. So, again, like like I said, that, that separate 360 is, is huge. Um, Brings up a good point, though like getting that tunnel vision because you know how it goes when you're trying to accomplish a task and right like i i can be like a pretty like goal-oriented person right so like if i get a task in front of me i might just forget about what the hell else i'm doing for a second right and you don't want to put yourself in a position that you can't uh, i think it was the osha definition you can't abandon that task right quickly exactly um to get in um kevin says uh they start a writ engine on any reported building fire, initial working fire assignment is dispatched, and then a writ engine and ALS ambulance are dispatched immediately after. Um, once they strike a third, they get an additional writ ladder squad in chief, uh, actually from us. Um, he says he likes a limited working writ to aid in softening uh, 
outside hose line assistance. I think that's another big task. It's just like straightening lines, removing kinks, things like that outside. Um, helps to take in the building and keeps you up to speed on operations. Um, tools depend on the building in question, but rope, rip pack, tick, irons, and uh, firefighter carrying device at a minimum. Ground ladder rescue saw, saws all for extra credit. Um, and then the, the guy that wrote the initial response also wrote on, on doing training. And I, I, I put this in there cause I, I think it's a really awesome way to do RIT training. So he, um, says that his department has linked up with indoor storage companies. Um, and they actually play pump in recorded chainsaws and incident audio. So like while they're in the building, you hear things that you would typically hear on the fire ground. They put in multiple hose, hose lines throughout the structure um, and then you have them enter, find the down firefighter, um, or you can even use it for disorienting an entire blacked out company while designating one member with low air and task them with removing the entire company. So I think that's pretty cool. And he also said that they do like a crawl walk run. So they do like dry run yeah. and then they'll do it with like one person blacked out and then like fully blacked out. And, and, uh, this guy's a pretty, pretty big on like training culture and fire culture. That's um, awesome. He's, he's contributed quite a bit of stuff to us. So those are just some ideas from some other, uh, departments that are out there. Um, so here are some photos of, of what, what we carry, what I specifically carry, um, on the truck for a writ. Um, we don't, um, on, on the squad, we don't have saws. So like that's something we would acquire from the ladder company or rescue company on scene or whatever. But we carry a writ bag with like a hot fill connection in the bottom and the top has the face piece and regulator um it's all big knobs easy to pull the air gauges on the outside so it's it's easy to get to and then it's got a large carabiner that's easy to manipulate with um with a gloved hand um we carry a rope bag thermal imaging camera um the middle right photo is a what's called a fast board um if you haven't seen those check them out if again if you did have that like kind of extended incident or somebody that you had to put on one of these things they're super easy they're made to load them right on their belly and then just like two clips come from over them basically between their legs and over their head and then as you pull on the rope to pull the sled it tightens on the body so it like holds them in place and i mean you can put somebody in it really quick um Again, not something that you're generally bringing in, at least as the initial RIT team, but like, you know, if the second, then they're like, hey, it's a straight shot down this hallway or it's an open big structure. And you're like, hey, it's follow the rope. It's open all the way. Maybe that's something you bring in. Yeah. And then as Barry started mentioning is we have this, um, this is new as of maybe like six months ago. This is a high point anchor system and it's pretty cool and it's pretty easy to use. Again, this is like when you have the time to do it and because um, it's not like the fastest thing you're going to do. But essentially two of these big hooks come out and they hook to a rung ab above the window that you're operating from. So if somebody is like on a second floor and you like can't get them down or whatever the case is, they're big, whatever the case is. Right. So you can um, you hook those to the rung and then the third hook goes down and hooks like to the firefighter to the firefighter like generally like their scba you do the harness conversion and then the rope a, a rope down. you just drop it down and you kind of pull underneath the ladder to give yourself a little pinch point yeah and you can raise it's a two to one system you can raise them right out of the window and then lower them right to the ground yeah. i actually saw a video on that pretty yeah. recently it's pretty it's, slick yeah it's a pretty slick device again like this is going to be something when you have time but again like if you can get them to air and you can like build that time, protect with a hose line. This is like a kind of a cool, good piece of equipment to, to have. Yeah. And it's super easy to use. Yeah. It's been used in Massachusetts to affect a rescue. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why we ended up getting it. was yeah. uh, It was Worcester. Yeah. I think I, it was. Um, was it Roy? 
I believe so. I don't it was know. one. It was one of the one of the Worcester line of duty deaths. Yeah. Um, they had a hard time getting him out it of the window. Auburn Mass. And it was Auburn. Yeah, yeah, the mutual aid. I think they came had in him. that had it, and they ended up using it to pull him out of the yeah. window. So, yeah. um, all right, that's it on Rit. Uh, gonna throw in a scene size up. Oh, okay. Cool. We haven't done one in a while. I feel like. So. This one is slightly different than we've done in a while. This is a uh, this is a video um, size up, and <clears throat> I kind of chose it specifically for a few reasons. I think there were some cool things to point out, but I, the the idea is like to you only get to see one side of the building here, but I think it gives a lot of information. And then my thought was to kind of um, talk about the size up from the standpoint of like a RIT company and like what might be going on inside the building. So I'll play it and then I can back it up. This is obviously somebody from another, another building taking this video. All right, so just a quick off the bat some some thoughts of like what's going on and like you show up and you get assigned as writ some like things that you might might do so it's hard to tell as like a frame of reference that looks like the delta and charlie side of the building if the yeah. parking lot is facing so i'm presuming that maybe that was a porch fire that has ex has extended looks like uh, that was a thanksgiving roof. turkey day grease yeah. fire grease fire out on the porch somebody yeah. Oh, I was like, how did, did you know this? No, one? I don't. But that's, <laughs> I like that's, it. I can yeah. just imagine that. Yeah, to me, so to me, uh, you were definitely looking at the Charlie Delta corner here. You can see through the smoke, the um, apparatus and the parking lot on the front side. Okay. Um, my, my thought is that this is a porch fire extending into the cockloft. Yep. Um, I agree. What do you think? Like you get, you get assigned this and obviously you can't see the offside of the building, but I imagine the view's probably going to be pretty similar from the alpha side. You're going to be looking at the AB corner, probably. Yeah, I can't tell if the porches go all the way forward or if the building's longer in the front, so maybe you yeah. won't see that fire from the front, uh, yeah. or at least in the cockloft. Um, what are con some considerations maybe for you get you get there and you get assigned as a writ company? Well, right off the, I mean, ladders, um, but it That's depends again, one. like you know, like what kind of manpower do these people have, and like third stories can be pretty high, so like a twenty four might not be not, might not be cutting it for that, so you might be looking at some like thirty fives, but that's manpower intensive. Um, you can so throw a twenty. You can throw a twenty-eight up there yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some guys can throw the thirty-five. You, well, you could probably throw a thirty-five. Yourself. Depends on the t like. My old department was a big like triple section heavy yeah. beast. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, like, listen, if if Barry's in that third floor and needs to get out, I'm I'll get that thirty-five up there. I promise you. you. Thank you. Yeah. No, out. I'd say like my first thing, like start laddering that building as soon as possible. Um, yeah. Occupants, I mean, hopefully the occupants on the second floor can extricate them. So, you know, yeah. they're not in the line of, but yeah. who knows what the smoke condition is, you know, they can get lost and disoriented. Um, and then trying to do, I mean, from a rate perspective, I was going to say try and do a primary search as soon as possible, but that's not mm, really a that's not right. Um Yeah, I'd say my, my first immediate concern uh, would be to ladder that, Light of the building. Yeah, I try to. I try to, uh, and obviously we can only speak through the frame of ourselves. Yeah. So like, what our operational realities are. So yeah. With our operational realities, I would try to 
find like grab 28s off multiple trucks and try and hit as many of those third yeah. story windows as I could. Yeah. Uh, a second second story, I might try to put one or two ladders up just because we should have them. Um, you know, because I'm somebody's going to be doing a primary search in there mm-hmm. anyway. But to to me, um, to me, this looks like you don't have. You know, those windows might be sealed really well, but I don't see, like, you can see the white blinds through those windows, so I don't see a lot of smoke staining even in the third floor, you know, yet, and we'll, we'll watch and see if this progresses. But yeah. what, what are your thoughts, John? Um, I, it's hard to tell, like, how big this building is, but it, it looks like it's... Here, I'll, I'll, I'll continue playing so you, you'll get a little bit better. What I was going to say is, like, a lot, oftentimes with, like, some of these big buildings, you have, like, those... And depending where it is, if it's like down south, it has that big open hallway, like that big open stairwell. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is probably an enclosed one, so I'm sure, like, I'm sure the stairwells are, uh, I'm sure the stairwells are, uh, like, probably like you go and it's like on either side of the building, or maybe there's one in the middle. But um, I, I would honestly probably um, where where you have those stairwells, I'd want to locate them yeah. before. Because uh, you know you you know you get to know the own, the buildings that you go to all the time, and you get to know where those stairwells are. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes they're just not where you think they're gonna be. That's you know true. I mean, I think that these are um, pretty similar to the like what do they call them garden style apartments that yeah. they like the um, Ista does or NIST or whoever does all the the tests on. Yeah. So if I had to guess in this building, in that like middle part between the two buildings, yeah. there is the is the common stairwell. Yeah, the outside with the staircase. first floor apartment having its own. Um, rear door there, probably maybe a door. You're talking but, about off to the right, yeah, or, yeah, and maybe maybe a door in the front as well to themselves. I think that what we're looking at on this Charlie side, if I had to guess, is you're lo- probably looking at that bump out being like washer dryer area because it looks like there's some vents in there. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe. like it's probably, and this is just you know like my guess is I my I guess is it's probably three units, first, second, third floor from you know Bravo side to Delta side mm. is kind of the way they run, right. And I also think that just because there's only three porches, um, so it, I, it would make sense that that whole unit gets its gets a porch. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, I don't there's I doubt there's an interior stairwell to split those into two separate units, uh, each floor. Um, that's my guess. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so your your main ingress here is probably either through a window, like third floor line through a window, or as a RIT team through a window or the uh, that common st- that common stairwell that's a, a covered exterior stairwell essentially right. um and this is a good this is a good portion of the video too so you can see that definitely got in the cock loft but you can also see that there's still not like a lot of smoke like pushing out of any of the windows, windows yeah. you can still see the blinds pretty clearly right like pretty uh pretty good so the aerial oh yeah you can see the aerial yeah the coming in and I think here, like, just like the big one is just going to be getting ladders up. Right? So, so that I guess guy's getting, what, is that 35? Oh, they're bringing up a roof ladder. Yeah. So when I first saw it, I was like, is that thing blowing? Oh, yeah. I thought that too. I mean, it probably is blowing a little bit. They, yeah, they but it looked, bit. I mean, until I could see the roof ladder, it looked yeah. pretty bad. I don't know what the white on the on the roof is. I was, I was just staring at that. I'm like, I was, what? Initially, I saw it, I was like, is that snow? Yeah. yeah. I was like somebody discharged a like dry chem up there. That's what I thought, dude. I'm just sitting there like, what is that? I thought that too, and I was like, that's I'm gonna fast forward a little So one of the things that I think is um, interesting here is I think that they have a firewall in the cockloft. 
Because this thing just doesn't ever pass that mark, like halfway through this that that like apartment, right? And maybe it's maybe it is moving, but it almost looks like it's just like there's no not a single wisp of smoke in like that other half of the building, right? And you can see that this is like two just two duplicated buildings, like left and right. Yeah, that's why I think that that's like one of those common, like yeah, co- open covered but open stairwell. Yeah, that, that middle I mean? portion yeah, is yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it goes to the front doors of all yeah. the apartments, yeah. and then yeah, and backside's so probably parking. Right. Say, like, yeah, you can see the lot where this where they're pulling up right here. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe this is the front, although this looks like it'd be the rear to me, just yeah. with the, like the bump outs and stuff. Typically, they put those kind of in the in the back side of the house. But yeah, the back is parking. That first floor apartment has its own door. Um, so yeah, I think the primary risks here are going to be obviously um, as a RIT team is is getting ladders to that third floor as much as you can, and then. Uh, you should also just kind of throw some, a couple ladders to the second floor just in case for those people doing searches and whatever. But I really think like looking at this, I mean, it burns, you know, that's like almost two minutes and you totally lost the cock loft in the porch, but there's not really, like I said, there's like no wisps of smoke coming out. Yeah. And really. No, there's so, no like drop down fire yet. Yeah. There's no drop down fire. So, you know, these guys, I don't know, maybe they'll go inside and get up hit it but i mean also maybe this is just like a that that aerial's just gonna put this stuff i mean maybe you know maybe that top floor they they didn't just like leave open maybe it was platformed maybe it's like semi-finished up there because they have their they probably have their hvac equipment and some stuff like that who knows yeah yeah so maybe maybe they just when they were building it they made it a platform so it just didn't extend down right you know what I mean? Or and you or just gotten those eaves, but yeah, the like yeah. the exterior door and walls and windows, you know, held it, you know. Because, um, like I said, it's just real. I mean, there's no smoke anywhere except in that cock off and on right. the porch. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Kind of only gave you one side, but like, you know, a good, good, good uh, view of fire. So, all cool. right. Let's see. Oh, no, we don't want to do this. What's scenario six? It's for next week. It's classified. Yeah, you don't have the proper classifications. All right. Question of the day. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I know what Barry's would be. (laughs) What? Sleep. No. (laughs) He'd want to be invisible. Ooh. Common one. Common one. Because he's a creep. Yeah. He wants to be the fly on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, John. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that hostility came from. <laughs> Jesus. Um, flying would be pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. I just want to be but someone asked me this recently. Like, I would have to be able to, like, fly at a moderate rate of speed. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to get around. Yeah, like imagine if they're like, you're yeah. like, I'll meet you there, but you can only fly like 12 like, miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like this, the speed of a butterfly. <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, yeah. but also like, how course. do we do at altitude? It's really just like a right? You probably have to wear it. I mean, you're not, Is it? you like, get one superpower, <laughs> so you can't like choose to not breathe oxygen. So if flight is your, if flight's your superpower, you got to like have a Well, I think pack. of like Superman, like he can go high altitude. Because he can also not breathe oxygen. You're a human being. He's not. So maybe... Maybe we should change the question of the day to which superhero you'd like to be. No. Well, actually, no. So, no. like, I guess, no. I have, a, I, take, I, have I, I want to put I take answer. flying because I used to, I used to do a lot of skydiving. I do want to know what superhero you And it would be cool to, to jump out of a plane. Just, be like, you just go up yeah. and, like, right before you go out, but, you take I your mean, parachute off. They're like, what are you doing? You just, like, well, hop out. We're jumping from, you know, 13.5. 
and that's not a pressurized cabin. You can breathe fine. That's pretty high. Yeah, yeah if you so. re- you don't really need to go. I mean, then yeah. you're dealing with cold. Do I have to like? Do I have to call like FAA? Are they involved? Like, I have to give myself like a call sign. Like, are you going too deep in this? You get like, to have get hit by a plane. You that's get to have a or a drone. Yeah, or a drone. Yeah, would, do I have to? Which wouldn't kill you, but it would really hurt. Probably. Yeah, really hitting hurt. a drone. Yeah. I I probably wouldn't tell people I had this superpower. Bird strike like Sully on the, you know. I don't know. Uh, birds, 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 birds. You yeah. guys, you guys, we're not gonna make movie? it. <laughs> you seen that movie? Accepted. Mm. No, it's like they. The whole theme of the movie is like none of these kids get into college. So one of the guys makes like a like just click to apply, and when you click yeah. to apply, like you automatically get in. And so he like they get this bill. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I have seen that. That's like Jonah Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah they, they, yeah, they the just make this like party. Mobile. It's like yeah. Party Initially, school. all like, yeah. it's like it's the, a room full of like shit that they finally clean it's up. It's the South like Harmon Institute of Technology, that's right. yeah. where the shit sandwiches yeah. was their yeah. uh, mascot. <laughs> yeah, so. that's awesome. But uh, there was a one tall, skinny kid on it, you know, funny looking kid anyway. And they're like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And he's like, uh, "I want to blow shit up with my mind." And they're like, "Well, go write it on the board." <laughs> so he like scratches it on the yeah. board. But then at the at the uh, is this, you know, I'm going to give this away. But the movie came out in like 2007, so. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. afraid to do that. At this point, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna out it, guys. Yeah. But yeah, no. At the end of the movie, he's like sitting there, like staring at like the dean of the other college who tried yeah. to shut them down. He's like staring at his car, and the guy's like, you know, 50 feet away, yeah. and all of a sudden the car explodes, and then everyone looks at him. He's like, "Told you," you know. That's yeah. awesome. So that, that's my superpower. Awesome. Blow well, shit up with my blowing mind. Blowing shit up with your mind. <laughs> that's awesome. Nick, what's yours? Oh God. Uh, I don't know. Like super strength or something you or like being able to like what is it called like when you can change into different animals or objects like morph, or morph yeah but like anything like if you yeah. can see it you can turn into it you know what i mean like i want to yeah, like that i want to cool. be a pencil today uh, maybe time travel <laughs> you know? time travel yeah. you don't think about that time travel is a good one you yeah. forgot your headphones don't don't you worry yeah i'll be right back so mine is similar but not the same i want the power to manipulate time not I really thought you were gonna say people. And I was gonna say that's I don't oh, no, I know already can't that means. <laughs> so like for example Slow down, speed it up. So I, I call like the Santa Claus effect. So like I could stop time for oh, you and continue no. and continue on my own but pace. But do you age? I, I age at the pace that you are going through time. So like you go through oh, time. I've thought into this. Yeah. So like you're going mm. through nor- in your head, like nothing you would never notice anything change. I can just manipulate myself. So you have to be careful. But like, think about like you could be so good at sports. Like, you just slow, slow, yeah. hop, slow the NHL down to a tenth of its pace, mm. and then go out and skate. Okay, I have a caveat. Speed, you'd be a, a fucking rock star. I have a question. So, is your like, are you just really fast? I I can be if I slow down time for you. I would seem very fast to you. I'd Do you get like what Santa I mean? Claus. Like, if you yeah. have super speed, I would know. I'd just be normal. I would be normal. Did you just say you'd be like Santa Claus. Yeah, so that, Santa Claus. No, that's what it is. Like, you are Santa Claus. No, like that. He moves. Like he he moves so fast relative to so like everything's I never relative. Heard that. Yeah, let's so, talk about the theory of relativity. Stick around, folks. Yeah, yeah. No, but like so so if I slowed down, if I stopped time altogether to for you, but I was still moving at my normal pace. Yeah. To you, it would seem like I was the Flash. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, is yeah. the Flash actually the Flash, or does he just slow time that's down good question. around him? I think question. I'm I'm gonna. Re-choose. I'd do time travel. No, that's you cool. said flying. No, because you stole travel. my original yeah. one. So, but you could do so many things. Like you could 
rob a bank. I mean, I have I have no <laughs> I have no good <laughs> powers for right this. Right to the illegal. <laughs> I you could you could like what else are you gonna do with it? Yeah. No, but I mean like you're just so fast the cameras can't catch you and you're you just stop time and you just walk in just like all leisurely. But to them it's like, <laughs> like that fast, you know. I'm like, oh shit, I have no money. Um, or like like you're getting in a car accident and you're just like. Beep. And then you just like get out of the car and like grab your loved ones and then like mm. let the car if be in an accident. Travel, just take a like, like you could just you could just do so you could just do so much with manipulating it. Not you know what I mean? Like slowing and speeding it down for everybody else but yourself. I mean you could slow yourself down too, but like again, like you, you like MLB, right? I'm gonna play baseball. I'm mean, like in high school and like somebody throws like a hundred mile an hour pitch, I'm like, let's half speed this bad boy. And like <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just like stand there, like the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like his his bat swing is four hundred miles an hour. This is insane. <laughs> you know, like you can do some pretty cool stuff with it. Time travel, or you could bring people with you. So, like, if like we were on vacation, so like I was with my wife in like Antigua. If I was like with my wife in Antigua, I could like bring her with me and like kind of stop time around us, and we could just spend like an extra week. You'd be able to move so fast <gasps> that you could run across the water. So yeah. if I'm like, if I'm like, have to fly. hey, Will, yeah. like, I need, listen, it's it's Friday, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, the episode for Saturday at noon. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even notice the change in your conversation. And, and I, when, when I redid time for you, I'd be like, yeah, it's in there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> or oh, bear you. So you could make me go faster. No, no, but like. In what your I'm conversation, is, knowing you're about to ask me for the like the video description, yeah, yeah. I stopped. No, no, I was saying like I need an extra hour to edit stuff. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean I probably there's probably got to be there's probably some boundaries of like I have to like boop boop you know, but like yeah, if I can manipulate yeah. time for sounds like click. Yeah, it'd be pretty Adam similar. Oh yeah. yeah, that similar was, similar yeah, to click. Yeah, it'd be similar yeah. to click. Yeah, kind of a yeah, yeah. B movie. Yeah, yeah. except yeah. like. You know, I wouldn't just fast forward my whole life away because I feel like every time you have a question of the day, it's like something that you've thought about since the last time you had a question of the day. You're like, I actually just Googled this question of the day right before the episode. <laughs> really, really? But I have thought about this answer. I've, this is a one I've had discussions yeah. about before. I know, yeah. but like your answers are very deep. That's all. Yeah. Oh, and time travel. Nice episode. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're done. Jeez, let me no, the I intro. Just you, okay. Uh, real quick, John, what superhero would you want to be? Uh, superhero? Well, you said you were going to change it. That was your question. Yeah. Uh, I think Wolverine's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he just has button chops and swords. <laughs> but he heals fast. I would just like swords shit. for hands and the ability to heal my injuries. <laughs> yeah. And grow dope button chops. Yeah. But he's just, he's cool. I mean, he can't do shit against Magneto, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> but Magneto's not real. Unless yeah. maybe it is in this world. Probably Superman. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that does it for this episode. Um, once again, please check out our website um, or any of the links in our bios on our social media. We um, don't have a lot of tickets left to the event, so get them while they last because once they're gone, they're gone. gone. Um, please like and subscribe to this channel. And as always, a huge thank you to our audience, to people giving us feedback, and to Nick and Wilco Media for making this possible. We will see you guys next week. Job Talks out.